welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. Today we are recording episode number 87, uh, Budget Travel Hacks, and it will be a very insightful and fun episode for all of you. This episode is just for you if you are a traveler like me, where you don't have a ton of extra money to spend on your travels, but you still want to get out there and experience the world. Uh, And we will be having plenty of different ideas for all of you, whether it's when to book different flights, um, some travel ideas, or, or cheap ways to enjoy your travel destinations without going broke. So this should be a fun episode for all of us. And we hope you get some useful travel tips for your next vacation. Without further ado, my good buddy, Jared, the uh, untranslatable expert or co-expert. What's going on, Jared? Hello. I'm all about saving money. Traveling is not just for the rich. It's also for for everyone, for the uh, common man, for the fake ballers like myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to see us fake balling, follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, Twitter, untranslatable one, the number one. You could send us, uh, you could tweet us there. Send us uh, topic ideas, uh, untranslatables. You can also do that at uh, untranslatablepodcast.com. Uh, or you could um, spread a little love, and you could give us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. There, just just you know, really pour up, pour on the love. Tell us how great we are. Uh, you know, it's weird nowadays. Don't even let you give anything less than five stars, so you kind of have to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the rule. And we're, uh, I don't enforce it, but I do like to follow it. You you mean Uh, you don't make the rules, you just enforce them. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's actually what I meant to say. (laughs) Uh, How's your spring break going? You're on spring break right now, aren't you? Man, today was beautiful, but I have some unfortunate news. So I went for a bike ride because it was 70 degrees out. It was gorgeous today. And uh, I get halfway... Not even halfway, maybe a quarter of the way where I wanted to go. I wanted to take some beautiful nature pics. I'm pedaling and I'm pedaling up this hill. And then I hear a pop and I look down and my pedal is on the concrete. So Your my pedal left, came off? My left pedal came off. Wow. I tried, I tried to screw it on. I tried to Google how to fix it, what to do. And I realized that the, uh, the screw where you screw the the pedal in has been stripped. I don't know if the Mm. person who was riding it before me, who I'm borrowing it from, if they were aggressive bike peddlers or what was going on. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so so I ended up having to bike back almost half a mile with one pedal. So that was interesting. Oh, you Uh, didn't just walk it? I was going to, but it was a half a mile, and I didn't feel like walking, so I Ooh, tried to kind of try impressive. to bike it back. <laughs> I, f- I figured out the way to do it. There's just the right way to position my left foot where I could catch the pedal coming up. Yeah, not even the pedal, but the crank. Mm-hmm. Put my foot on the crank and push it down. Uh, I have to re- release it, wait for I it to come back saying. up. Um, made it work, but um, I've I've done some research, and basically, it looks like I'm going to have to get that crank replaced, and I don't know how much money that will be. And I also don't have any tools here with me. So I may just talk to the people who I'm borrowing the bike from, let them know, and maybe even just give them the bike back at this point. What, what a great way to start our episode on saving money. You, you <laughs> Your bike loses a pedal. And you're like, oh, God. Um, what is? I was thinking about spring break because at least in my lifetime, I've never really had like a typical spring break. Mm-hmm. I went to Florida one time with my cousin, his aunt, and his grandmother. Uh, that was a good time, but I wouldn't call it a rager. <laughs> um, 
What do what what are what are like uh, some of your do you know any like your students spring break plans what they do well, where they go? Well, well, first of all, Jared, I I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to correct you when you first said it. It's actually not spring break. My spring break was when you and Don were here. Oh, and right, I would say right. we lived off that spring break to the absolute fullest. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, there was definitely some raging going on there. But this is actually Easter break, oh, so I have right. Thursday, Friday, and Monday off. And in the Czech Republic. They celebrate Easter on Monday, not on Sunday. Mm, mm. So, and I wonder how Jesus have, feels about have that. I, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, have I told you about the Czech Easter traditions, though? No, I don't think this so. Is, oh, man, it's absolutely fascinating. So I actually, last week, because I was only teaching for, believe it or not, two days last week, um, I decided to do all lessons based on cultural differences between Easter in the United States and Easter in the Czech Republic. And you know, so, untranslatable podcast episode in your class. <laughs> That's ba- like something we would talk about. <laughs> basically, more or less. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, most of the students in my classes had heard about the Easter egg hunt, and mm-hmm. uh, it was funny though. They asked me, "Why do you call it an Easter egg hunt?" And I thought about it. I'm like, you know, it's not really a hunt because they're not alive. There's no weapons involved, and there's not really. But it sounds so much more epic than Easter egg search. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but part of a hunt is searching, to be fair. Right. Uh, and, and not every hunt involves, like, f- physically shooting something. Sometimes there's traps. That's so true. Not that we have to trap eggs. But I think, I, you know, I understand why it might not be the best fit, but I don't think it's so ridiculous of a choice of a word. Right. And then again, I th- if you think about it, we also have the term scavenger hunt. So once mm-hmm. again, um, you're right. But I had students ask me that question. I was like, you know, that's actually kind of, I had never thought about it that way. Why do right. we call it Easter yeah, egg I never hunt? Thought it either. Um, but yeah, but actually what's really crazy though, and I can show you, I'll have to describe this for our listeners who aren't on YouTube watching this, but I also had an Easter party for my student, my children uh, that come, their teacher's kids. And one of the students, um, shout out to Mrs. Verhalova and uh, her children, um, Adelka and Alash, they gave me this cute little Easter basket or Easter bag that also says, dream big, never give up, so they know wow. what's up. But uh, they <laughs> gave me some really cool stuff. So Easter Easter bunny, just like mm-hmm. we have in the States, chocolate mm-hmm. Easter bunny. Then they gave me, I haven't torn into these yet, but um, I'm sorry for our listeners with all the crackling of the bag. <laughs> uh, but these are... Uh, these are uh, uh, pernichki, which are uh, gingerbread. Oh, ooh, uh, so, that's so delicious. I'm sure looks that's good. Be delicious. These these look like a tasty Czech version. If you take a closer look, Jared, these look like a tastier Czech version of your animal crackers that you've yeah, been they do. nomin they do. on for and a while. How dare so you I'm... also and, uh, talk about my animal crackers like that? They're delicious, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But here's here's the whole reason why I wanted to show you this. This is what's really cool. In the Czech Republic, they have so in the states we do have like an Easter cake, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's not really anything, at least in my family, it was never something super special. But here they have this little cake that is in the shape of a lamb. Back it up a little bit. So it's in the shape oh, of a lamb. Huh. So it's usually, you can get it with either chocolate or white like frosting on it. Uh, and then I think inside it's usually like a white cake. But it's it's pretty good. Um, and my- it's called Velikonochki... Uh, Velikonochki Baranek is the Mm. Czech term for this. Okay. Um, So, yeah. But the last thing, and this is the whole reason why I brought up Easter here in the Czech Republic, is they have a very fascinating tradition here uh, where 
my students at school have kind of associated it with how we celebrate uh, trick or treat or Halloween in the States where we go door to door, at least children will go door to door, knock on the door, say trick or treat and get a treat, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here in the Czech Republic, they uh, do something loosely related. They go door to door on Easter morning, Sunday, uh, Monday morning, sorry, uh, Monday morning. And the boys, this is going to sound really crazy, but the boys actually have uh, what they call pomlaska, which is ba- basically the only word you can really translate it to is whip. And I'm going to keep you on hold for just a second, Jared. I have a teacher who I taught who made me one of these whips, handmade, and I'll show it to you and I'll describe to the listeners in just one second. I should have been more prepared and gotten it, but it'll take just a second. Chad is going to get the whip that he uses to uh, beat children when they're misbehaving in class. So uh, he needs back, so I'm going to stop talking about him. Okay. So I have my whip right here. Wow. Uh, and it's got some ribbons on the end of it. They are pink, red, blue, and white. Ooh, I wonder if he did the red, white, blue for the Czech Republic and the United States. Anyways, so Jared, this whip is actually made out of willow tree branches, and it's handmade. And they like weave them together. Yeah, and they weave them together. So I have, let's see here, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight branches woven together to make the 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 base of the whip Mm -hmm. and then there are i believe two or three no just actually just one branch and it has a nice little handle on it yeah nice little whipping handle feels great it's a little flexible (laughs) so i'm ready to go so on monday morning (laughs) i'm going to be going with uh one of my colleagues at school and we're going to walk around komutov and knock on doors and uh, whip some Czech ladies for Easter. And now the way that this tradition works, Jared, the reason wow. why they do this, and this would never fly in America, which I also, that was fun trying to explain that to my students, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you also, you whip them on the booty. Okay, So you whip them on the booty, and you and there's this like Czech Easter rhyme. Um, here, let me pull up the Easter rhyme, and then I'll translate it for you. One moment here. I had me... no idea what I was getting into with the one question that I asked. <laughs> right? Right? Okay. Well, let me let me find it here. Uh, okay. So, let me see if I can find it here. So, they have they have a lot of different Easter carols. And so, the way this the way this works is you knock on the door and uh, you knock on the door and you have your whip. The ladies will let you inside. And as you as you whip them on the bottom with your uh, handmade willow tree pomlaska or whip, little little early check word of the pod for you, then you have to say an Easter carol. So let me let me give you a little Easter carol. One second here. Google translated my page automatically. I need to have it in check. So here it goes. The the Czech Easter carol is Hodi hodi doprovodi, dejte vecho malovani, ne date li malovani. Which means, hodi hodi doprovodi is nonsense. It doesn't really mean anything. But dejte veche malovani means um, give me colored eggs. If you don't have colored eggs, give me a white one. Uh, a hen will lay another egg. Mm. And it sounds That's, cool. It rhymes. Yeah. It's also almost kind of similar to the trick or treat song. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. If exactly. you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. I didn't realize. I, I thought it ended at smell my feet. Interesting. You don't you didn't know the last part? I didn't wow. know the last part. No. Oh, yeah. Interesting. 
Uh, so yeah, so and there are a bunch of different Easter carols here in the Czech Republic. I actually need to work on memorizing that one. Um, but basically, yeah. so the men will, you know, lightly love tap the ladies on the booty with their homemade whips, say their not Easter me. carol, and the, <laughs> or not. Well, I, what was funny? You've one of my favorite questions, girl. right? <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. Uh, what's What's funny though is I asked some of my classes. I asked them. How hard do you whip them? Because I was like, look, you guys, you need to walk me through this Easter tradition because I've mm. never done it. I have no idea what to do. I was like, do you like like whip them once? Do you, you know, and they were like, no, you're supposed to like do it on rhythm with the with the Easter carol. So I was like, all right, that kind of makes wow. sense. But Jared, do you know why they uh, they whip the ladies with the willow branch pomlaska or whips? I don't. I don't. So it's to uh, give the ladies... Uh, Health, beauty, and uh, fertility for the coming year. Okay. I don't know if that's medically accurate, but okay. <laughs> right. right. But it, it kind of makes sense because I think that's what a lot of spring and Easter is about, is, right. is health, rebirth, fertility. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why in the States we have we actually have bunnies and eggs as our Easter symbols because they both represent um, rebirth. Oh, or, interesting. Or, or fertile, or being fertile, or fer- yeah. All oh, is it stuff. because bunnies have so much sex? Is that why? Yeah, and they but, have yeah, so many kids. Because bunnies have yeah crazy amounts of babies. Yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. I did not know that. I always yeah. wonder why we went with the bunnies. That is why. That is Dude, exactly why. Bunnies. You know, as far as um, e- as far as holiday mascots go, the Easter bunnies got to be one of the scariest. Have you ever seen like oh, Easter sure. bunnies at the mall and <laughs> for stuff? For sure. Those things They're creep me out still today. They're terrifying. <laughs> The the creepiest ones are the old black and white photos of oh, Easter I know. bunnies with children. Oh man, they, yeah. those look like straight up horror movies. They do. <laughs> I wonder. You know, there are Christmas horror films. I wonder if there's any Easter horror movies. There has to be with like a rogue Easter bunny killing everybody. Oh, that would be so funny. The Easter bunny wants its eggs back. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. But yeah. Oh, so so that was pretty interesting. But yeah. So anyways. Um, so yeah, I am on Easter break. Yesterday, I went to Klasteretz, and if you check out our Instagram page, um, I have posted a couple photos on there. Yeah, um, great and pictures. I like Klasteretz is absolutely beautiful. Had you have been here longer, I would have shown you more little towns and cities near where I am, because yeah, there are a lot of cool. nice places. Klasteretz, for me, is like a 20-minute train ride or 20-minute drive. Okay, nice. So it's not far at all. And tomorrow, I'm debating um, either going somewhere close or maybe going somewhere somewhere a little further. Um, today I just chilled at the apartment and tried to go on a bike ride that clearly didn't work <laughs> as I planned. Um, and I saw a bunch of kids skateboarding, and it really made me want to like go out and get a skateboard now. But I'm not yeah. going to do that. Since I'm only here for a couple more months. When's the last time you uh, you skateboarded? Uh, back when I was in the states, I would okay. actually take my parents' dog and hop on my skateboard, and we'd run around the neighborhood. Okay, let the dog pull you. <laughs> Actually, no. Usually, I'd be skating and I'd have to slow down because she'd be <laughs> running a little bit behind me. Uh, are, are you, can you still do like tricks and stuff? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, nice. I'm a, I'm a little rusty. I wouldn't be trying to like do any crazy grinds down rails or anything. But right, you're not your basic go, r- stuff. <laughs> jump it, ollieing down a flight of stairs or anything like right, that. <laughs> right, I could. I I would be willing to bet some money. I could still do some of your basic stuff: kick, flip, pop, shove it. Still can oh. ollie, all that, all that stuff. Nice, cool. Yeah, it's, I wish I could. Do I mean, that. it's a stupid metaphor, but it's skateboarding in a lot of ways, like riding a bike. 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. The um, I thought maybe the tricks would take some more uh, muscle memory than right than just a standard, like uh, you know, rolling down a road or something like that. Well, a, a lot of a lot of skateboard tricks. Once you, once you kind of understand the way a skateboard works, it's pretty easy to mm. to get back your bearings because basically the the way you jump on a skateboard is the the tail or the back of the skateboard makes contact with the concrete like a hard, you know, it's an ollie where the the back of the board hits the concrete and as it hits you simultaneously slide your your front foot up on the board and jump. And with the oh. grip tape, which is like the sandpaper, that helps bring the board up. And when I used to skateboard a lot what we would do is when you were with a bunch of your friends, you would try to stack skateboards on top of each other. And and Anybody who was a skateboarder back in the day, they could tell you how many decks they could ollie. Decks meaning skateboards. Oh, like, okay. Like and how many could you ollie? Skateboards horizontally. I think back in the day, I think the highest I ever got was maybe four or five. So that's... Oh, it's not bad. Maybe maybe a foot and a half. I follow some skateboarders on Instagram because I like to watch them do like the... Sit, like uh, with through, like the people that skateboard throughout like the city and stuff. I love that. And they're like... Oh, uh, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and that's one early budget uh, travel tip that I would give anyone. If you enjoy riding a bike, a scooter, a skateboard, or rollerblades, any any type of wheels, um, when you travel somewhere, if you can rent something or bring something with you, like when mm-hmm. I, we were living in Austin, well, actually, sadly, it was after you'd come back to the states. I had bought a skateboard, and I bought I bought this kind of really cool skateboard. I still have it at my parents. I almost brought it here, but there's so much cobblestone here that it wouldn't have worked. Right. Where we were living in Vienna, there was a lot of like more normal sidewalks. The cobblestone was more so in the old parts of the of the city, not the mm-hmm. not the residential areas, and we were in the residential areas. And so um, I bought a skateboard, and there were a lot of times when I would leave school in the afternoon to head home, and I'd look at the bus, and it'd be so jam-packed. And a couple times... I raced the bus and I got back to my bus stop a minute or two before the bus oh, rolled. That's up. a good feeling. That's so a good that feeling. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So that's for sure. one really nice thing to do um, whenever you travel. And a lot of people rent bikes. A lot of big cities now have that kind of like rent a bike or city bike, mm-hmm. yeah, where it's we fairly it affordable. Exactly. So that's I, um, an early tip. The first time I ever, you know, I'm on bike pretty regularly. At least I try to. And the first time I ever did it was in Austria in a city called Salbach Hinteglem. Okay. And um, we rented mountain bikes there and uh, and went mountain biking. And it was, you know, I, w- I didn't pay for it. I was a child. But it was pretty affordable uh, from what I remember. And, yeah, that, that was, that was a I lot of fun. I can see that. I'm that's sure why buying, I still do it today. Right. I'm sure buying a mountain bike is probably not the cheapest, but you could probably get some no. good deals, I'm sure, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can find used one. Like, I mean, you know cheap what do you consider cheap right. but like if you want like a usable mountain bike you could definitely find one for you know four three to five hundred dollars that's right. uh, usable um, yeah for sure yeah anyway let's uh, the, the, spread well, a little love fair enough after you say whatever you're about to say <laughs> no no we, we can spread the love i'll talk to you spread about it after love. after the show um all right so my first shout out you know most of the time, I try to find a city or a country or something. On our last episode, we uh, shouted out the governor of Arkansas for putting up those uh, new statues in place of the Confederate statues. Well, today, my shout out goes out to the uh, country of India and the railway system in India because they are uh, trying to run all of their operations on solar energy by 2021. So Whoa. the 
Delhi Metro Rail Corporation, um, which currently meets 60% of its electricity needs from solar, plans to run everything on solar by 2021. And this will make the Delhi Metro the first, or Delhi, sorry, Delhi Metro, um, the first 100% green energy metro rail network. So I think that's really amazing, and they deserve a lot of props and a lot of love. I didn't even know that was possible. But uh, yeah, no, I just I just uh, googled running a train on solar. And it's definitely possible. They're actually talking about the one in, the one that you just talked about. That's crazy, isn't that? There's also um, uh, also in in uh, New South Wales, Australia, they're trying to do that as well. Yeah, uh, they're trying That's to awesome. do the same thing. I mean, at this point, I don't see why most countries aren't looking. Well, a lot of it has to do with politics and lobbying and other things from oil industries. Right. But but uh, yeah, I think we for our future, we need to start really seriously looking into these things and making uh, one. I think making public transportation it's cheap in a lot of places, but maybe even cheaper and more affordable for for everyone, mm-hmm. so it's more accessible. Um, and number two making it a lot more uh, environmentally friendly. But I think we'll get there eventually, hopefully. Yeah. So, Jared, my next shout-out goes out to someone who went above and beyond in terms of protecting and serving. We occasionally shout-out police officers, and I'm going to give a shout-out today to uh, Officer Roger, uh, I believe it's Gamoles or Jamoles, who is uh, a police officer in uh, Kyokia, Illinois, who pulled over a gentleman named Kashawn Baldwin um, who had expired plates and he was also driving with a suspended driver's license. Um, The 22-year-old Kashawn Baldwin um, told the officer he was borrowing the car and he was on the way to a job interview and he had no other way of getting there. And so uh, Mr. Baldwin said, I thought it was over. The main thing that was running through my mind was I'm fixing to miss this job interview and mm-hmm. get the car towed that wasn't even mine. And instead of giving the ticket, Officer uh, Gamoles or Jamoles um, uh, actually gave him a ride to the interview. So what he did was, um, so he's actually apparently a resource officer for um, Cahokia High School, but that day school was off. So he was on patrol that day, and uh, and he said uh, uh, the the officer said he was really respectful when I pulled him over, and you could just tell I could feel he really was wanting to get to this job interview. He followed Baldwin where he dropped off the car at a safe place, and then he drove him to the interview. And shout out to Mr. Baldwin because he got the job as well. Oh, great, great. That, yeah, that's great to hear because that could have easily gone a terrible direction where we, where, or, you know, assume he's lying or something like that, whatever it is. Right, exactly. And, uh, yeah, we need more of that because it's like, I mean, you're going to, you could theoretically give this person a ticket and take their car, but then you're just kind of continuing on the cycle then because it's like, all right, well, exactly. now you can't get the job and yep. now he's got uh, to pay for this uh, ticket or whatever and it's just more of a headache rather than right. fixing, fixing the problem by actually taking him to the interview. That's cool. Exactly. And that that's the thing. I think there are a lot of police officers in the States, at least, you know, th- thankfully, I haven't really had any run-ins with the police here in the Czech Republic. But <laughs> um, the police officers in the States, I've, you know, I've been pulled over a couple times. Um, one was during the wintertime where um, I was actually like 16 and leaving, leaving home or no, leaving work. I used to work at a pharmacy to head back home. And I had a big exam on Monday. Um, and it was snowing really hard. And as I started to turn towards, it was a left turn. 
As I started to turn towards the intersection, I could feel my car starting to slowly skid and the light had turned yellow. And I thought, well, if I slam on my brakes, I'm just going to slide in the middle of the Mm -hmm. intersection and that's not going to help anybody. So I pulled through and of course, as I'm three quarters of the way through, the, the light turned red. Well, there was a cop waiting behind me or further back. He pulled me over. Um, was just a, to be honest, just a giant dick. He was just an asshole, clearly had some type of power trip, got all high and mighty. And the irony was I actually went to, went to court to fight the ticket, uh, because I had never had a ticket before. Granted, I've only been driving for eight months or so, but still (laughs) never had a ticket. And, um, actually, no, I must've been 18. I wasn't 16. I was 18. Um, because this was my senior year of high school, I think. But anyways, um, we go there, uh, you know, I explain to the judge what happened. She says, all right, well, we're not going to put any points on your license, but you have to pay the $130 ticket, which for me mm. back then, that was like a week's, that was like a week's oh, yeah. work, you know? Yeah, that's, that's real money back then. <laughs> right, right, right. And the, and the other crazy thing about it is, um, the other crazy thing about it is that when we went to the, um, when we went to the courthouse, if the police officers don't show up, you nat- it, it, then, at least in the state of Michigan, it's dropped, mm-hmm. right? But if the police officers do show up, there's extra incentive. They can get overtime, right? Oh, so really, it's in their the clock. Right. So for them, but what was funny was, for some odd reason, this guy decided to talk to me and my dad after the... Then he was, of course, a, a kind gentleman and super nice. <laughs> of course. I'm sure had my dad not have been there, maybe he would have right. you know, said Listen, something else. Son. But Exactly. I've had a couple other instances with police where they've been okay, but generally the ones that I've encountered in the States haven't been great. So it's really good to hear a story about a police officer giving someone a helping hand and going above and beyond protecting and serving, which is really what they're supposed to be doing. Oh, for sure. I've actually been in a similar, I didn't get pulled over, but it was snowing really hard and I was coming home from school. My sister picked me up because she was visiting home from college. So she was using my car and she picked me up, um, and I was driving back home in the snowstorm, and we pull up to a like I'm going through. I'm pulling up to a light that's firmly yellow at that point, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Stop, stop!" Keep in mind, I drove a Mini Cooper at this time, right? Uh, and so I wasn't really in a snow capable machine. Sure. Um, and she's like, "Stop!" I was like, "I can't. It's just, I'm just gonna slide through." She's like, "You're about to run through a red light," and so I slammed on the brakes. Not slammed, but I hit the brakes. It literally just slid right through the intersection and kept going. And I'm like, "Oh, just <laughs> that's funny." <laughs> That's really but funny. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. Um, but you know what time it is? I do know what time it is. I love this uh, this sound drop, by the way. Every time I play it, I just think of you with your microphone up to a cuckoo clock. Yep. <laughs> and I was an idiot in the first the first hour. I missed it, so I had to wait another hour. Good times. Well worth it, though. Oh yeah. Well worth it. Uh, I'll start. Um, once I op- open my thingy here, my first one is Japanese, and it's uh, Nodo Kara Tegaderu, and it means my hand is coming out of my throat. My hand is, hmm, my hand is coming out of my throat. Think about that imagery. I was just going to say that's quite, it's <laughs> very image provoking right there. My hand is coming out of my throat. Is it like you're you're dying to say something, but maybe you can't say it? Uh, I'd say you're very close. Is it's it kind of spe- like cat's got your tongue? No, it's not. No, no, no. You're farther away. It doesn't have. Any, it doesn't really specifically have something to do with saying something. It actually has more to do with um, 
uh, well, let me tell you, give you a clue on where the phrase originated from. Okay. So they believe that it originated when um, food was scarce and when people were uh, very hungry back in the day. So it's like you're starving. Yeah, but it yeah, but it now means it now it's more general than that. That's more. So general. it just means uh, when you uh, really really want or need something, or else you uh, feel like you'll die. I, yeah. Okay, it's like you're mm-hmm. dying to have something. Yes, kind of. Yes. Okay, nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and they claim it started when food was scarce and people, and they were saying that I'm so hungry that like there's a hand in my stomach coming out of my throat to to grab food. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. That's quite the imagery right there. <laughs> okay, so my first one for you is German. I like to give you German ones because generally I know you'll know what the individual words mean, but you may not know what the whole phrase means, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting for me to hear you guess these. So here we go. So this one is Sitzfleisch. Hmm. Sitting meat. Or seat meat. Seat meat. Sounds pretty good in English. <laughs> seat <Doesn't>? meat. Zitzflash. <laughs> oh, you mean sounds good as in a rhyme. So I think yeah, it like yeah, sounds yeah. tasty. <laughs> Does not sound tasty. Look at that girl. She's got that seat meat. <laughs> yeah, that's another word for thick. <laughs> you uh, heard it here first on Translatable Podcast. Is it really? What? No, Is no, it really? No, oh, no, 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 no. I was literally about to blow a ham horn and crack That would have been so great. <laughs> I mean, that kind of makes sense, though. It's like you've really got that seat meat. Right. Some people sit down and it gets uncomfortable after a long time because their butts are bony. Not if you got that seat meat. All right, now I'm just confusing myself. because we, we got a new Twitter <laughs> term right there. It's trending next week on Twitter, hashtag seat meat. I'm going to tweet that. Seat meat tweet. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, so seat meat. Um, is that like seat meat? Is that like you're excited for a big meal or something? No. Seat think about meat. think about like um, meat as in the food or as in meeting someone. F- flesh. Okay. 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 Oh, so, right, so that's meat. Right. That's meat. right. I forgot that you had actually said the German phrase. Right. <laughs> so so let me try to give you an example without giving it away. Um. Uh, hmm. How can I do this without giving it away? So say, for example, you have a friend who has a job that's really tedious or really boring, and he never complains about his job. We could say, yeah, er hat Sitzfleisch. Hmm. Like he's complacent almost? Not really complacent, I, I would know. say. Huh. If I someone say complacent. has a job that they... That's boring, but they don't complain about it. They have, like they're content. Also, not really content. Hmm. I mean, not, not really content, or or someone who it doesn't bother them if they have a long journey or something. Huh? I don't know. I, I, I'm, so Zitzfleisch is here. is someone who is able to sit through and weather through something incredibly uh, hard or incredibly boring. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So it's like you have Zitzfleisch for like some presentation you have to sit through. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. My, um, ugh, I hope my parents don't listen to this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my um, mom uh, met some met some uh, pastor at some some event she was at me her, like and she was talking to her about me, 
And it turns out that she is a pastor of a church that's like 20 minutes down the road from me. 20 minutes walking. It's really okay. right around the corner from me. And uh, my mom said that for Easter I should I should uh, I should go to this lady's church service. Uh-huh. And because I, I because I don't know what to say, I just said sure I'll go. So now I got to go to church on Sunday. I think. Oh, have fun with that. <laughs> I'm about to get some zits flash there. <laughs> there you go. Who knows? Maybe it will be a good service. You never yeah, know. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's not even that I don't like going because sometimes the sermons are interesting. And, you know, I mostly have spent most of my time in black churches. And honestly, I love the music. It's great. So, like, Go- that's where gospel music got its, <laughs> yeah. its birth, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's it's church right. music. So, yeah, between right. some, sometimes the sermons are good. And um, I do like the music. But, but church, but black churches are so long, like it's it's they're usually like two hours long. Oh, that so is a long service. So it's just all all the other shit I gotta sit through. <laughs> I think I think the last time I actually went to church might have been an Easter service. Yeah, that's probably even now that I think about it because it's a holiday too. That's probably even a little bit longer. Yep, maybe three hours. <sighs> gotta get some real zits flesh there. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you got so any yeah. more for me, Jared? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Um, Akis. Oh, this is Lithuanian. Oh, interesting. And it is Akis Abdumpti. Uh, and it means to smoke the eyes. To smoke the eyes. Is that like when we say smoke and mirrors? Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Yeah, it means to be deceptive or be a con man. And uh-huh. um, and no, excuse me. It, well, it means to be deceived. Yeah. Not, not that you are one. I mean, yeah, it means right. to be deceived okay. by a con man. Or, you know, it's it has a more general meaning, too. So say um, say you, you thought you were hitting it off with some beautiful Czech lady as you were uh, giving her that, what do you call it, the Czech whip? Pomlaska. Yeah, as, he, as you were giving her the Pomlaska. And uh, she's like, all right. Uh, but anyway, it essentially means also to be like uh, sort of deceived by a potential suitor also. Mm, okay. Haven't haven't been deceived yet by any any Czech ladies, but uh, we'll see. There also haven't been too many of them. But anyways, <laughs> uh, my next one is Czech, and this will be my last one for today's episode. And it is Yela Hlopeho, which means doing stupid. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a literal translation. Doing stupid. Is it like being careless? Um, no, not really. We have a we have a different untranslatable in English. Doing stupid. But we use the word once I say this, I'm gonna give it away, but fuck it. Uh we we use the word play. Oh, playing dumb? Playing dumb or playing a fool. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It's like pretending that you don't know what's going on, essentially. Right. And usually the people who do that do that for a smart reason, generally. Yeah. Some we also call that for uh, gaslighting. I would say. Oh, where, that's true. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I, I never. Oh, I never. What do you mean? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Now exactly. let's play stupid and go on vacation and pretend that we don't have any money. Well, we're not actually playing stupid at all. That's pretty realistic. For I was. Me. I was going to say absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, what are what are some of your tips, Jared, on um, budget traveling? The first one that um, I realized was a tip after I came back after I came back from our Euro trip is using cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I think it's it's way easier to keep track of of your spending if you use cash 
because and uh, as I mentioned on like when we just got back, you know, a lot of I've been on a lot of trips where it has not been the most budget friendly trip. And um, usually when I get back from those, like I'm scared to open my bank account because it's like, sure. oh my God, I don't even want to see this. But, you know, if, if you use cash, you might you might like you still might be spending a amount, a, a amount of money that, you know, is more than you normally would. But you're very aware of where you're at. Like you're very aware. You're never going to open your bank account and be like, how did this happen? Because you, you're pulling out a certain amount of money and you know how much that is. So that would be number one. Number two. Um, this came to me, and I'm proud of this one. Choose an aspect of your trip that is most important to you, whether that's oh, that is good. Whether that's the food, the lodging, you know, hostel, hotel, whatever, or activities that you're doing. Choose something that is most important to you. So, say you want to go to, I don't know. Say you want to go to uh, Austria, and you want to go mountain biking, and so you want to say splurge on renting the nicer bike. But mm-hmm. that means that you won't be able to go to the nicer restaurants or get a hostel, for example, and mm-hmm. instead of a hotel. Um, and so, like for example, when we were in um, when we were in Czech Republic, what I, I think activities is what was most important to us. Like I don't like we weren't looking for like I like nice restaurants, but that wasn't really the point of that trip. We weren't looking for nice restaurants. I'd say, as far as food went, like we didn't really spend that much money. We got a lot no. of. Um, Especially in Berlin, we got a lot of cheap, cheap stuff, a lot of street food that I've been wanting to have forever. Right. And in Czech Republic, food in general is already pretty cheap. So like the most expensive meal we had was 50 bucks for like the three of us. And, uh, and that was a very nice meal. So uh, I'd say that pick an aspect that's most important to you. For, for example, I don't think I've ever splurged uh, on like a hotel. Like that's all. That's always the least important part of a trip for me. If I'm going somewhere, ideally, I'm spending as little time in that place as possible. So, oh, for like, sure, that would be considered probably usually the least important part to me. But some people, for example, if you're going to say uh, Cancun or you're going to one of those all-inclusive places, you're probably going to want to find a nice hotel. Because uh, for a lot of those people that go to those all-inclusive places, most of their time is spent within the resort somehow. Right, right. So that's probably going to be more important than, than some other aspect. What, what, what's most important to you? Well, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm the same, same way as you. I don't usually put too much weight on where I stay as long as I feel it's safe, it's secure. And Clean. usually the first thing I look at is price. Yeah. Um, so, for example, I'll be going to Prague to visit a friend of mine next week, um, and I'll actually be staying at an Airbnb, and I think I'll be there for three nights, and I paid thirty-five dollars a night. Yeah, that's not bad. That's so not that's bad. that's pretty good. Are you going um, to see Vajalsta? Uh, not David, unfortunately. Oh, okay. No, okay. no. I need to see him soon, but uh, but no. But anyways, th- I mean, so for me, I try to use Airbnbs or hostels when I can. Although with hostels, I will say I try to get private rooms, not the dorms, mm-hmm. just because there have been times where I've traveled, where I've taken my laptop with me or other things. And yeah, there are a lot of hostels that have safes and things, and so you can use a safe. I just assume don't worry about that stuff. And if I have to pay 10 bucks more a night for my own room or 15 bucks, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, I would say the most important thing for me in terms of travel is... Um, the activities, number mm-hmm. one. And number two, also trying to get there in an affordable way. So for yes. example, I'll in May, 
I'll be going to Vienna, Austria with one of my really good friends uh, from Germany. Um, and I thought about flying there because it would be, I think, like an hour flight or something really quick like that. But I was looking at flights and they were like 150 to 200 euros round trip, which isn't really too bad, but I could spend 50 bucks on a bus. Yeah, it'll be four hours there, four hours back. But, you know, I can bring my Kindle on the bus or just sleep on the bus or do whatever. And so for me, I'm not at a financial standpoint in my life where I can just drop 200 euros for convenience sake. If I could, I totally would. Because right. I think if you can save time traveling, um, and it's not too much more expensive, in my opinion, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, here in Europe, at least, it's very easy to get around with buses and trains. It's usually very, very affordable. It obviously won't be as fast as taking a plane. But on the other hand, you know, if I were to take the plane from Prague, I would have to go go to the, the airport, which is about 30 minutes outside of Prague. You know, I'd have to get there an hour, hour and a half early, plus that 30 minutes. Then we're already looking at two to three hours of travel time per se. Mm -hmm. Then I fly there. I got to get from the airport in Vienna to downtown Vienna, which I think is also like a 20-minute, 30-minute uh, train ride as well. So with a bus, I mean, if you add everything up with going through security and everything else... Um, taking a bus isn't really that much slower. Yeah, exactly, for sure. I mean, we've, we've a long time ago, but we've had this conversation with, uh, like, when you and I have been to Chicago. Not that we ever considered flying, because, uh, you know, it's pretty convenient from, from where we used to live. But, like, right. if you were to, flying to Chicago also takes about an hour. But if you, from, from where we lived in, in Detroit, uh, near the Detroit airport. But if you were to add the time that it takes to get there, and then get on the plane, then get off the plane, and all that stuff, you, you know, you're you're not really saving that much time, rather than the four hour drive that it takes to get there. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and and I guess for me as well, I think buses here in Europe are fairly comfortable. I mean, you rode the one mm -hmm. from Prague to Komutov. It's not too bad, is it? No. And I took it back to and I, we did from Berlin to Prague as well. Exactly. And uh, that was not bad either. No. Um, so another one is avoid traveling during tourist season, quote unquote. Yep, yep. the so peak times. I have some information on the uh, best times to, when do you think is the, let's start with the most expensive time to book a flight. Summer. Uh, let's, let's backtrack a second. Hold on. Okay. Most expensive time of the week. <laughs> oh, most expensive time of the week. Well, we'll to get to book that a after. Flight. Most expensive time of the week has probably got to be the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, yes. right? Yes. The most expensive time is Friday around 3 a.m., actually. But okay. they say the weekend in general is more expensive. When do you think is the best time, once again, during the week to book a flight? Tuesday, Wednesday, my man. Wow, that's you're what good. I've, that's what I've sworn by, and it saved me money. Tuesday at midnight saves about 6% on flights making it the cheapest time to book a flight. Yeah, very good, Chad. Yeah, very I, good. I've, you know, this is why I wanted to do this topic. I think I'm <laughs> I'm fairly well-versed in budget traveling. And I have to say, although a lot of my traveling here has just <clears throat> been traveling to Prague because I have friends there and, and you know, there's great nightlife and everything. Um, I've done a lot of traveling while I've been here. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been to Austria. I've been to, back to Germany. I've been in a bunch of different places in the Czech Republic. And I haven't spent too much money on it. Um, Probably more than I initially anticipated, but overall, it hasn't really been too bad at all. And I think that leads me to my next point, though, is 
When possible, if you have an idea of what you're going to be doing and where you're traveling to, try to make a budget and try to stick to it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't mean that you have to budget so so small that you can't enjoy yourself. That kind of loses the whole point of traveling. But like when I'm going to Vienna, I will tell you straight up, I'm going there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, coming back on Sunday. So I'll spend three nights there and come back on Sunday. Um, and I will pay, which isn't too bad, for three nights in a hotel. It's a four-star hotel. I'm splitting it with my German buddy. I think I'll be paying about 140, 150 bucks on accommodation. I'm pretty that's sure your breakfast. Part or both. Yeah, that's my part. That's my okay. part. So still not too bad for three mm-hmm. nights. That's not too bad. I would have chosen somewhere even cheaper, but he's a medical doctor in Germany. He's got money to spend. He he suggested the hotel, and I was like, it's a little over my budget, but it's in a really great location that will save us a lot of time and effort. So you know what? Screw it. It's it's worth the convenience, I guess. So 150 bucks is gone already. So now I'm trying to think of how much I want to spend on food and everything. And as long as I don't splurge too much, I think not including getting to and from uh, Vienna from um, Komutov, I think I should be able to spend about $300, maybe $400, including accommodation. If we mm-hmm. include going there and back, I think it's about $20 to $25 by bus, so $50. Bucks. So I'm looking at $350 to $400, which is not really too bad for a weekend getaway in Vienna, Austria. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. The sticking to the budget is the harder part, though, especially <clears throat> and I've had this struggle before, especially traveling, traveling with uh, Don. Don likes to stunt on these haters. He balls out. Balls out. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to <clears throat> be the frugal one in the in the group and and sort of be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or oh, that's so expensive. Like, that's a hard right. thing to kind of because I guess it's embarrassing, you know, like. It yeah. Is. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> and so I found myself, especially with Don. Spending more than I would want to just because it's like, I mean, Don clearly has no sort of <laughs> awareness. Right, of right. And so I guess I don't either now. Which is uh, funny, though, because he works in finance, doesn't he? That's very true. Very true. And uh, I don't think he ever has a budget when he travels. Um, all right. Let me ask you another one. So this is mm-hmm. um, in the United States. For domestic trips, how far in advance is the best? How far in advance should you book for the best prices? Now, this blew my mind. I'll just start by saying that. I would say probably, what, one or two months? No. No. I have no idea. Two to three weeks. Really? That's it? Yeah. That would make me so anxious. (laughs) Me too. Interesting. Two to three weeks. That's a really great tip. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, with domestic travel, though, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of great places you can go for very cheap, like, you know, if you have a tent, you can easily go camping at a national park and that won't cost you very much. There mm-hmm. are a lot of really good kind of budget ways to travel, you know, instead of going to some really expensive city and spending half your budget on like dinner the first night there or something. I think there are a lot of really affordable travel options that you have. And the other thing I wanted to mention as well is um, reach out to your friends and your family members. They might mm-hmm. have have a have a, a a friend or a relative or somebody who lives wherever you may be living, and and you might be able to sleep on their couch or their floor. Yeah, it's not glorious. Yeah, you can't flex on anybody by saying, <laughs> "Yeah, I crashed on somebody's couch." But at the end of the day, you're going to be saving a couple bucks, and that's always really great. And uh, and I think some people too who are a little bit more trusting, and others mm-hmm. also use couch surfing. And I've only heard great things about couch surfing. So yeah. that's another way to budget travel. 
also using Airbnbs. Um, and the other thing I want to mention as well with Airbnbs and for domestic or international travel, a lot of times Airbnbs and even hotels and other places for accommodation, they will have package deals. So I remember my, um, my ex booked us a weekend in Traverse City. I had actually never been there before. And Traverse City is a beautiful city in Michigan. Mm-hmm. For all of our Michiganders listening out there, if you haven't been to Traverse City, you definitely need to make the trip. It's a little I don't pricey. Think I've been. Oh, I mean, man. I went, I went as like as like a child, child. Like my right. parents said, I've been there, but like I don't remember it. Let's if if <laughs> you end up if you end up back in Michigan, <clears throat> we might have to make a little bro trip to Traverse City. Okay, that yeah, would be on fun. the road again. That'd be, that'd be really fun. But anyway, yeah, so she she booked a right. <laughs> she booked a uh, like it was basically Airbnb. Uh, and then this winery tour. And we went to, what was it, four or five different wineries. And uh, granted, the bo- the bottles of wine were, at least for my taste, a little expensive. I think we, for, for a wine connoisseur, they would laugh at what I'm about to say because <laughs> they pay, you know, thousands of dollars. But I think every bottle I bought was at least over 20 bucks. I mm. tend to buy cheaper I mean, that's wine. Pricey. That's under- I'd say that's pricey. That, you, know, you know, my parents are wine, or my dad specifically is a wine connoisseur. And I think... He's not he's not spending thousands of bucks on all of his wine. Like he he right. still enjoys uh you know a twenty dollar or eighteen dollar bottle of wine, right. and it's just about knowing you know the good stuff. Exactly, you don't have to spend a lot of money to have good wine. Exactly, and I could and I still remember a couple of the wineries that we went to, and they were absolutely fantastic. We you know that's why we bought some bottles, and we drank those puppies really quick um, mm-hmm. when we came back home. But, you know, it's that's what's great is you can get a lot of good deals. And I think she spent, I want to say she spent for accommodation and the winery tour for the two of us around 300 bucks, which might sound pricey, but, but for, so. but, you know, we, we were taken on a bus, so we didn't have to worry about driving. Right. Um, that's they smart, took us there. They move. gave us, right. <laughs> they gave us a lot of time. These were really great wineries and it was super scenic too it was really great to to see this and what's a random little fun fact about traverse city um is that where it's located um and and how the sun hits it and all that stuff for wine actually traverse city is one of the best places in the united states to drink riesling and i'm a big fan Mm. of riesling wine so it's they have some really really good riesling there i mean it's fantastic but anyways that long rant and tangent whole point of that look for um package deals um, because that, a lot of times, it may look like an expensive price tag at first, but when you really look through and see all the things it offers, I think most of the time it's worth the money you spend. You just reminded me of another good recommendation, something that I wish we could have taken advantage of in Prague while we were there, but we weren't really there at the right time, is if you're in certain hotels, take advantage of the activities that they put on at the hostel. Oh, definitely. Hostel, not hotels. And hotels might even have some stuff too sometimes. Yeah, they might too. But hostels, a lot of hostels like try to actually cater to those kind of activities. And there were some that they were doing, but not. we were there during the week, so it wasn't really a good time. But take advantage of those. That's also a good way to get to meet people too. Exactly. Um, And a lot of hostels have free walking tours. In Europe, oh, at least, a that. lot of them have free walking tours, yeah. And well, some of them, fun fact, I know some hostels, they don't really check, like they don't see if you're like staying at the hostel or not. So basically, you could figure out <laughs> when on. the... Yeah, exactly. I don't... And and I think most most hostels that I've been to in Europe tend to have a very welcoming vibe anyways, mm-hmm. so I don't think they would really kick you out. Um, cause how, how are they really, I'm pretty yeah. sure they don't ask you for your room number and blah, 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 you know? 
Yeah, and you're in public. Why, I can't walk next to you? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Take me to jail? <laughs> I'm just walking down the street. You yeah. happen to be walking down the street, too. Right. You happen Assuming to be giving me very interesting factoids. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I'm just well, I'm walking factoid. Mm-hmm. Factoid. This is a fun fact for all of our language people out there. Factoid is not a fun fact. Factoid actually means false fact. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Yeah. The, I didn't the, the know that. Factoid is literally a fact that is not true. Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Some fake news. Factoid. A brief or trivial... Oh, well, that's not what it means. Uh... <laughs> you gave a factoid about a factoid. Oh, excuse me. No, that's what they say is the accepted definition. But it says the definition is an assumption or specu- speculation that is reported and repeated so often that it becomes accepted as a fact. Ah, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just listening that to a podcast sense. a couple of weeks ago where they, uh, where they uh, talked about the factoid. Uh, so I'm glad you. I've been waiting for you to say right. factoid for weeks. That's so uh, funny. So if you're traveling internationally, when would be how far in advance would be the best uh, to w- the best time to book in advance? Um. Oh man, I would say. I would say maybe f- f- four to six months. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Five to six All right. months. But I'll All give right. it to you. Uh, the cheapest month to book flights. Oh, I have no idea. Is January, followed Interesting. by okay. February and August for domestic flights. Okay. And uh, travel, uh, excuse me, and January and February for international flights. Um, yeah, and they say travel in October or April for the best flights as well. Right. So right, yeah, fall and spring because summer is the high time, and then at least in the in the Western world around Christmas is also very high time because that's when people have time off from work. Right. Another thing about flights. Um, be careful when you book flights because I actually, I got lucky, but I ran into some trouble because I was staying here when we booked the flight, I was staying here for longer than a a year, or at least the flight we were going to book, the departure date was longer than a year out. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think we booked my flight. It had to been somewhere around May and the furthest out we could actually book my flight, my return flight back to the States was the 2nd of July, which is when I was coming back, when I am coming back. The funny thing was we were worried it would be cutting it too close because the end of the school year is actually the end of uh, June. So actually, I end school June 28th. Mm-hmm. My so friend, give you four days to get out my of My friend from Brazil will be coming to visit two days later. I'll spend a couple days with her and then fly back to the States. Um I'm looking to change my flight so I can spend another couple days with her, but I'm still not. I've checked with Lufthansa and it looks pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still not sure if that will be a doable option. I really hope so, um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, that's the other thing, though, is when you book flights in general, I would like Jared, you could do what Jared does and drive yourself mentally insane by having all the price alerts, which is a really good idea, though, having the price alerts. Um, yeah. But and they also, also check different also- days. The price alerts, a lot of them also do tell you if the prices are good or not. Right, right. And that's the thing is they tend to fluctuate. But if you buy on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, also, at least in Europe, if you arrive on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, it generally tends to be cheaper as well. And so I think I'm actually landing. I think the second is a Tuesday. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I've Um, noticed that um, whenever whenever I book flights anywhere... Um, you know, if you use any of those um, sort of booking websites like Expedia or, or Kayak or something mm-hmm. like that, they'll recommend days to you. And 
almost they almost are always recommending Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Wednesdays, and uh, I guess that n- never dawned on me that it was always t- Tuesdays or Wednesdays that they're saying are the best right. days. Right. The Which other makes thing sense. too. Definitely right. And the sense. the other thing too about flights is, I would say to a point you also need to just pull the trigger because if you wait too long, then the prices are just going to increase more and more, and you're yep. going to lose more money. The other mm-hmm. thing too is, if you know, it may be worth it for you, depending on your flexibility and your situation, where you're traveling, what you're doing. It may be worth it to get traveler or flight insurance on your flight. Every airline has different policies, but the way mine works, at least, is um, I believe if there's like a medical emergency or something, um, I think they'll change the flight, and it's only like 150 bucks. If I want to change the flight, then the flight change fee is 300 US dollars, which is kind of pricey. And actually, right. when I ask now, the way they have it is they have a $300 change fee. And then you pay whatever the difference would be if it's more expensive than your original return date. So right now, the date I tried, I tried to come back on July 4th, and it probably doesn't help like it's a holiday in the States. Mm-hmm. But I tried, and it was $300 for the, the flight change, and then $200 on top of that because it was going to cost $200 more than what my return flight would have cost, like that portion of the ticket. So right, I don't know right, how, right. They, how they do the parameters for that, but keep that in mind when you're traveling. Um you know, it's. I think it's always important to get flight insurance when you can. Also, look into travel insurance if you're going to places and you're bringing a lot of very important valuables. I would say pack light and don't bring a lot of important valuables. Sometimes you have to and there's no choice. And then I would look into getting flight and in, uh, not flight insurance, travel insurance. That may not save you a lot of money in the short term, but if you get something stolen or broken, then it will save you some money in the future. Um, but as I said, it's important, I think, when you travel to pack light. I was really impressed, Jared, with what you brought with you. I thought you did a great job packing when you came on the Euro oh, trip. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely, my goal was definitely to keep everything in, in to travel with a duffel bag and a you know, medium sized backpack because I knew we'd be doing a lot of walking. And even though a rolly suitcase is technically better for walking around, I guess, it is a little bit more cumbersome size wise. And right. uh, and so it was nice to have something that I could hold on to and that was keep close. So do you have any more tips? Absolutely. I have, okay, I have a couple more. Please. Another please. one, too, is you really need to take advantage and embrace public transport when you travel, at least in Europe. Yes. And, and actually, a lot of countries have pretty decent public transportation. Take advantage of it. Learn how to use it. Um, it's a great way to see places. Sometimes you can also meet some pretty interesting people as well. Um, I've had some really interesting run-ins with Czech people late at night in Prague on the trams going home. Um, So that's always fun. And it's usually very, very cheap. um, Mm -hmm. And it's much cheaper than like, like I love Annabelle, one of our guests that was, you know, on on our show, uh, on our podcast quite a while ago. Um, But she always, (laughs) she always travels with Uber in Prague. And it drives yeah. me fucking crazy. Yeah, it's not that expensive. It's like four to six bucks for an Uber, which is roughly actually pretty close to what you can pay in the US depending on where you live and how far you're going if there's no surcharge. But like she would take an Uber everywhere in Prague and I'm like, okay, an Uber will cost you four to six bucks going from point A to point B. You can pay $3 or $4 for a 24-hour public transportation ticket in Prague, 110 go crowns. Go, yeah, go anywhere. And I swear by the public transportation system in Prague. The only time I will take an Uber 
if it's past 2 a.m. because then the trams take forever in Prague. Mm -hmm. um, if you miss the tram, there's a really long wait. And then I think, once again, it's either... I, I guess there you're just paying for the convenience of getting home quickly, right? Right. But that was, always drove me crazy with her, and she's usually a very frugal traveler, and she's smart right. about that stuff. Um, but there were so many times where she would be like, all right, let's get an Uber, and I was just like, but, but why? Like, yeah. just use the public transportation. <laughs> I was also very impressed by Prague's public transport because you can also – they also have an app for their tickets. So it makes it – they make it as convenient as possible. As long as and your phone battery doesn't die. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, that's a very good point, but that hasn't happened to me in a long time. Right. Um, and, and, yeah, no, I, I, I'm totally with you. Actually, when I was going back to uh, – when I was in Berlin just for a night after our trip, and um, my hostel was sort of outside on the outskirts, outskirts of the city because it was close to the uh, airport. And for a hot sec, I was like, I'll just get a, I'll just get an Uber and, you know, so I can get there quickly. And I'm like, I mean, it's 8 o'clock. There's really – I'm in no rush. And you know, I took the I took the subway, and it, it you know took me maybe a little bit longer, but it was it was you know easy, it's super easy, and I was I was glad that I didn't take an Uber because I I was like there was no point, and it was I don't know I'm, right. I'm with you, that right. that is that would bother me too, yeah oh for sure. The other thing is too, um, don't eat away your money, and what I mean by this is I mean more almost in a literal sense here, where. Um, you can spend a lot of money eating out at places, right? Like mm -hmm. when, when I was in Austria with my parents, you know, we spent a lot of money, really my parents spent a lot of money on food while we were eating out. Yes, it was good quality food and everything, but you know, when I go places, it's probably not the best for my health, but I tend to get cheaper stuff. Like when we were in Berlin, I got, you know, we got currywurst, I think a couple days, Mm -hmm. didn't we we Probably. got uh derna kebab uh one mm -hmm. day we got schnitzel we got schnitzel i think once or twice and it was all very very affordable i think we paid maximum for those more kind of street meals we paid maximum i think eight or nine euros with with yeah, a beer probably. included mm -hmm. um and so 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 that but see that even adds up so you know a really really budget and thrifty way to do stuff is uh go to a grocery store and, you know, a yep. lot of grocery stores, they have stuff. They have here in the Czech Republic, you can go to a lot of grocery stores, Tesco, Lidl, Billa, and they have pre-made sandwiches you can get. And here in the Czech Republic, I think they're like a dollar, two dollars. They're super cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, get two or three of those and, you, you know, you got some meals for the next couple of days, at least, and, you know, a lunch or something. Yeah. And eating cheaply doesn't mean that you're having, that you're eating like, shitty or bad food if you if you are uh like if you are, are a good researcher you can find like good food for cheap or like famous places that are that are cheap or you know maybe you don't want to spend a lot of money on food but you might find i don't know the best doing a place in uh in berlin for example right um but that's also why i mentioned earlier to choose your activity some people oh, definitely. are some people go on vacation to say new york or something like that for the food but uh, if you're going to do that, then you also have to keep in mind of where you're staying and and the, use public transportation more. So it's just if that's going to be your thing, then that's your thing. But uh, then you have to keep, you know keep in mind the other aspects of your trip. Right. And the other thing that I'd like to mention with uh, regards to eating at restaurants and things, no one understand what. <laughs> well, depending on the culture, actually, you might not want to. That's true. In, in Asian countries, generally, it's actually considered rude to tip. So if you're in Japan or China, uh, I believe also South Korea, it's not expected to leave a tip. Some places, because they don't tip, it's also viewed as 
like culturally it's not 100% understood. You buy yourself something nice. <laughs> exactly. But the other thing is to understand what's cheap and what's expensive for where you are. So for example, mm-hmm. one of the reasons why most of the time when I go out to eat in the Czech Republic, I usually would get a beer with my meal because a half liter of beer here at least here in Komutov, it will cost anywhere from, if you're at a normal restaurant, not a fancy restaurant, but a restaurant that most of the locals go to, which is another tip, go to restaurants that locals go to, not yes. the touristy ones. You could just walk down a main street and take a side street. And that's as far as you might need to go to find a really cheap, affordable restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not usually super far from a lot of the tourist attractions, but you may have to look a little harder. But anyways, uh, beer in Komutov, I think usually is about... 25 to 30 crowns which is about what a a dollar to a dollar 20 cents maybe something like that water can be anywhere from 35 to 40 crowns which is still affordable somewhat but i really try to pinch my pennies when i can and so Mm -hmm. i would usually get a beer with lunch or dinner when i would go out because it was cheaper so think about those things as well some countries you might go to it might be super expensive to have a beer with dinner so maybe it's smarter to get a water or something like that Mm mm-hmm yeah, like here, here in um, in the U.S., uh, super like, expensive. Tr- like, there's a huge premium for alcohol in restaurants, and it's that's that's because it's probably where they make most of their money in a lot of a lot of restaurants. So, oh, like, for sure. um, uh, like if I go to restaurants here, I have to, uh, you know, beer is usually not that bad, but like especially if you're getting like wine or something, you really got to consider if you want that wine or not because, um, like, a glass of wine, it's not. It's not odd for a glass of wine to cost as much as a full bottle if you were to just go to the store and get it yourself. Oh, definitely. Well, even in Michigan, I remember some restaurants we would go to, a beer would cost 6 to $8. And it's so funny to see the look on my Czech friends' faces when I tell them that. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, that's like that's a triple. Meal. <laughs> that's not even triple. Yeah, that's like a meal here, basically. Yeah. Um, or it's or it's four four beers here, maybe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's, it's a really big really big thing to be aware of some of those um, aspects when you're eating at restaurants, um, you know, whining and dining, be careful how much whining you're doing because yeah. it might, you might end up whining about the bill later. Uh, there's a little, <laughs> little plan words for everybody out there. The other thing too, regarding domestic travel is kind of know what some one tank escapes mean. And what I mean by this one tank, I mean one gas tank, where's a cool new destination you could go on just a tank of gas. Yeah, And that could be a short day trip. I've already been talking with my parents about some small day trips we might take in Michigan. Maybe we'll do an episode on that in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So we might have more on that coming your way when I'm back in the States. But I think that's a great way to to travel, see some new things. And then you can also head home and sleep in your own bed. Yeah. You know, it's it's wonderful. There's (laughs) nothing like sleeping in your own bed if you have a comfortable bed. So (laughs) at least there's that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Um, I, I love I love doing road trips as well, mm-hmm. and uh, road trips generally, you know, like would it would cost less than getting a flight, right. and it's, you know, there's there's uh, there's a lot, I, I, you know, almost no matter where you are, there's a lot of interesting stuff that you can find within you know three to four hours of you, maybe even two. And the other yeah, thing I think sure. road trips, I think road trips in a lot of ways are a very American thing. Mm-hmm. But I think they're great. And if you travel in the States, if it isn't too expensive to rent a car, I've told a lot of my students, if you go to the States, go on a road trip. It's yeah. so much more exciting and you have so much more flexibility than flying places. And or it's a better God way forbid, to see the country. Right. 
Exactly. The My last travel tip for everybody out there is, um, as we mentioned on the last episode, knowledge is power. And this, this refers to traveling as well. The more resources you have at your um, exposal, the be- at your disposal, uh, the better. But the other thing is you also want to make sure you're aware of discounts. So maybe they have a student discount. Maybe they have a senior mm-hmm. discount. Uh, my dad always takes advantage of the senior discount, and as he should, you know. Yeah. When yeah. we go to museums, he always gets the senior discount. I still bring my student ID with me places. Hasn't helped me out here in Europe at all, but it did in the States when I was still there. I, I, so your Albion one, right? No, or my MSU one. Okay. MSU one. Because I, I feel like a fool. I gave back my Albion one. Which apparently no one else did. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. They told I, you you were supposed to. <laughs> I still, I still have mine somewhere at my parents' house. I think. I felt but, like yeah. an idiot when I did that. I was like, oh, right. no one else did this. I thought, I thought we had to. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the other thing is too. Look at if you travel. You know, most people tend to travel on the weekend, but mm-hmm. if you could do like even like a one tank escape trip where you, where you, you know, you just go somewhere a couple hours away. Do your research and there might be a night or a day where things will be really, really discounted, really, or even free. Some museums can be free on Sundays, for example. I know at Mm -hmm. least in Europe, that's definitely a thing. Um, You know, there, at least if you, for some reason, decided to take a little day trip to East Lansing, I could give you a list of restaurants very easily, which ones have deals on certain days. Uh, Especially another thing too, I guess a little side tip is... Go to college towns. If you're on a budget, go to different college towns and check those out because a lot of times they will have really affordable restaurants because their main clientele are college students who don't have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I remember in East Lansing, I would go to this really, really cool restaurant called Crunchies. Uh, late shout out to the restaurant Crunchies. They would have, <laughs> I think it was on Tuesdays, they would have their their 25 ounce, 25 ounce mugs of beer were a dollar off. And I think their hamburgers were, I think, $2 or $3. So you'd end up spending five or six bucks for uh, hamburger, I think, hamburger fries and a, and a big beer for like five or six bucks, which was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And they have karaoke. I just Googled They, they do I on Thursdays. The place. I think, right? Am I right? On Thursdays? <laughs> oh, I just closed it. Um, no worries. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It is Thursdays. So yeah, um, so we we hope these... Tra- well, do you have any other travel tips? Not any travel tips, but I do, uh, I do have... The uh, 30 cheapest travel destinations for under $45 a day. Oh, let's hear go it. Through a couple. Let's hear it. So um, we'll start with Asia. Uh, Laos, you can go there for $30 a day. And it's a beautiful, I'm looking at some of these pictures, beautiful uh, beach location. There's plenty of, uh, and uh, food is super cheap. And uh, it's just a beautiful country. Vietnam, $30 a day. Is Sri Cam- Lanka on there as well? Cambodia, um, we'll see. Okay. Uh, Northern Thailand, mm-hmm. Indonesia, the Philippines, Malaysia, Sri Lanka is $33 a day. Okay. Nepal, nice. $28 a day. Taiwan, India, uh, and India is amazing. Obviously, plenty, to, plenty of tourist attractions there. And certain parts of China. And, and throughout this list, they also, I mean, there, there's everything on this list from cities to beaches to uh, hiking, if you want to do that. So, like, there's a wide variety. Europe. Some places you can go in Europe. The uh, cheap one of the cheaper places is Romania, thirty three dollars yep, a day. I can see that. Pro- probably jo- Hungary's on there. Uh, Georgia, thirty dollars okay. a day. Greece, forty dollars a day. Uh, and Greece is obviously gorgeous. Forty dollars a day. Also Czech Republic. Okay, I think and, I think you could spend under that. 
<laughs> I mean, you could. But uh, maybe they're also factoring in where you're staying, like if you also include I would your, imagine so. your hotel yeah, yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, you could definitely do that. Ukraine, $26 a day. That's very cheap. Mm-hmm. Poland, where you want to visit, $40 a day. So it could probably be less if you're Chad and it's, you know, same budget as um, as Czech Republic. Croatia, $40 a day. And Croatia is gorgeous. Man. I may, I may actually be going to Croatia. Ooh. So, so yeah. Look forward we'll, to that. Yeah, we'll 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 see about that. But uh, I have a, a good friend of mine, a student of mine, who his grandmother actually owns a house in Croatia, and so he's offered we might go on a road trip. My buddy David, uh, my friend Christoph, and also my friend Marty. So, so, so what's the rule cool. on going on vacation with your students? I mean, they they will be graduating, so oh, in a couple okay. weeks By the time they won't you go. They won't yeah. be your student. Okay, exactly. Uh, Turkey, forty dollars a day. The Baltic states which are um, Lithuania, uh, Estonia, and Latvia. Those are all about um, $40 a day. And, once, and finally, the, uh, the Americas. I almost said the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could stay in the U.S. for under 40 bucks a day. No, that's not on this list. Mexico, uh, $40 a day. Nicaragua, Nicaragua. There we go. <laughs> uh, that's a tough one to say. $35 a day. There you go. That was good. Um, not for you, apparently. Uh, and meals. I, was, I didn't go through all of this, but like they, they have a breakdown of like meals, accommodations. That's really and awesome. You could find uh, accommodations for, in a hostel in Nicaragua for anywhere from 5 to $15 a day. That's pretty awesome. That's great. And I'm uh, sure some well, of those countries are beautiful to visit. Yeah. Oh, another thing about some of those um, Asian countries I mentioned is that tra- uh, transportation is super cheap, but not only like... Is it cheap? There's a lot of uh, like motorcycle rentals in, say, Vietnam mm-hmm. or, um, or I forgot some of the other ones I mentioned, Cambodia. So if you're, if you're a brave soul and uh, <laughs> are willing to drive there on a motorcycle or scooter, you could do that very cheaply and go wherever you want. Granted, you're dealing with some of the most chaotic traffic out there. So Yeah, I would be, be very careful with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be very safe. Uh, Colombia? $35 a day. Did That's you on know, my list. Did you know Spirit Airlines does flights to South America and um, and Latin America? You can get flights to Colombia and other Latin American countries and South American countries on Spirit Airlines. I don't know if I would do that, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I think that too. But it's like, I mean, it's not like, even though everything is cheap, I don't think they're actu- the actual planes or the technology flying the planes are cheap. Like, I right. still think they have planes that are certified to fly in the air. Well, of, of course. I've just only <laughs> had bad travel experiences with Spirit. Yeah, you know, me too. Me too. And the longer you go, though, the probably the worse it's going to be. Right. Uh, transportation um, in Colombia is super cheap. It's um, like a dollar to three dollars for a full day of bus rides. That's perfect. And, um, or ten to fifty dollars for inner city bus rides. So if you're going, you know, much farther than than just within a city, Bolivia right. is thirty dollars a day. Uh, or not every place in the uh, in the U.S. is cheap. Uh, this is also if you're doing a, you know, they they recommend a road trip. But Arizona and Utah are cheap locations to go to. And oh, nice. so to be fair. You're probably going to need a uh, a car of some sort. You know, if you're mm-hmm. you're probably going to need to rent a car, or if, unless you have one. But um, they also say that like, um, you know, these places are filled with amazing national parks. Uh, obviously, uh, the Grand Canyons in Arizona, and it's a lot of great uh, free places where you can camp there. 
and you'll be camping in some amazing, you know, amazing natural n- national parks and mountains. If you if you're into that, go hiking. So that would be cool. Right. I uh, I meant to mention when I was in North Carolina. I mean, my flight, my you know, if you if you take out the flight, it was probably no more. And I had to buy hiking boots. They weren't expensive. They're like fifty bucks. But like. Um, if you take out the flight and the boots, like it was, the trip was no more expensive than just like a normal weekend for me. <laughs> right. Because like, you know, mo- other than when I actually spent you know a day in Charlotte because we were actually in a city, but like when we were hiking, when we were hiking and camping, like I there were a, a day or two where I went the full day and didn't pay for anything. <laughs> right. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. One one thing that I really really want to do, and this I may be trying to do this next summer or the following summer, depending on finances and, and where I'm living and all that jazz. I would love to go on a road trip and maybe even rent, depending on how expensive it would be, rent an RV. I think I've looked that would into be that. awesome. Is I that expensive? I think it's kind of pricey. I think it might be pricier than, than you think. Okay. Because uh, me and Chris, uh, my cousin Chris, talked about doing a cross-country RV trip. And, um, like, you know, obviously you, it wouldn't be just you, I assume. Right. And so you could split it. But, um, I think it would, it would definitely be like, let's see. I, uh, oh, well, I mean, well, these are kind of pricey. Oh, uh, well, here's one for a hundred dollars. Well, that's a trailer though. Uh, it's about 200 bucks a day. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's expensive. It's kind of pricey. It's kind of pricey. That's expensive. Cause that's not including gas and, and everything. Let's say a hundred to 200 bucks a day. Okay. Well, I, I guess a, an alternative thing to do would be if you went in the summer, just go on a road trip and then camp at campsites. Yeah. That yeah. would be pretty cool. And that wouldn't be too, because I think what, getting a plot at a campsite's what, like 10, 20 bucks, maybe 30 it's bucks? Cheap. I mean, Brad and I went to a camp, one of the campsites we went to, they, um, <laughs> the, well, I already started saying it's all finished. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that right when you paused. I, I was like, I'm ready for these juicy, these juicy. So deets. we um we got there and they 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 a lot of them run on honor systems. Mm-hmm. So like if you get there after a certain time, they don't like there's no one actually manning the front the front area. And so there were one or there were one or two that we went to, and they say like leave your payment here, and uh-huh. we just kind of skedaddled on out of there. But like it was empty. Uh-oh. Like, there were only like there were plenty of op- there's plenty of open space, and right. not that this is a justification. I'm just gonna stop trying to justify it. But like, right, um, right. yeah, they're ten to twenty dollars a day. But if you're real shifty, it could be it could be <laughs> had for zero dollars a day. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and certain campsites are free, by the way. Not some right. of them are free, especially um, in some national parks too, because that's sort of the thing about national parks is it's owned by the people. Right, right, and as it should be. That's also the why you should pay for it because that money does go point. for upkeep good point. and everything. <laughs> but anyways, that is a way to do that. And today, um, we thought it would it would only be appropriate to share a really in, in entertaining and also, I think, enlightening or useful song called "Save That Money" by mm-hmm. Lil Dicky, mm-hmm. and he has some really good tips in his song of way to save money and the whole premise or concept of the song i think is just genius because he discusses how you know if you watch any rap music video there's just flexing you know they have lambos and ferraris and all these i mean you could probably name way more expensive cars than i could jared um, i mean they you got all the two these, big ones <laughs> right so so you know they have all those all those fancy cars and, you know, they're popping literally, bottles. And... Literally just throwing money in some of them. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Making it rain. 
And so the, the whole concept of this music video is to save that money and not do that. And mm-hmm. so let me pull up let me pull up the lyrics and, and, and we'll talk about while some you're of these. pulling them up. The the video is hilarious too because um, you know, go to our Twitter or our uh, YouTube Song of the Pod playlist and you'll see the video there. But like he the the video is is him also going to like people's houses and asking if they if they could just shoot some some video in there for fifteen minutes, you know, obviously mansions and stuff. And then they also they go he's going to like dealerships. He's like, I was wondering if I could borrow a McLaren for fifteen minutes. <laughs> right. And uh and like but then he also they let got... him borrow a Lambo, right? The they video? did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the dealerships let him borrow a Lambo. And, you know, it's the the uh and he also, there was one part where he uh, met up with T-Pain, who was already shooting a music video, mm-hmm. and he was just, like, as they were shooting the music video, he just kind of stood off to the side and had his friends film him, and he was <laughs> right. rapping behind, like, a giant group of people that was part of someone else's music video. And, uh, yeah, it was just all about f- ways to right. make the cheapest possible. And he also, at the very end, what I love about it, too, is, you know, some people obviously said no. And he tried to also convince people by saying that he would, uh, like, um, advertise for them. And, you know, a lot of people were like, yeah, okay, whatever. And uh, he did advertise for some of those companies, like the dealership and um, right, and right. stuff. And, and the lady, that, that the old lady that owned that house donated to Planned Parenthood. But, like, uh, the video got over 100 million views. So that's legitimate advertising right there for those companies. <laughs> oh, definitely. So here, I'm just going to read The Hook, which is sung by Fetty Wap, which is great. So, A, where the gold at, baby? Uh, a, where the clothes at, baby? Uh, where the dough at, ba- baby? In the bank, you know I'm try- I'm, I ain't trying to blow that, baby. So, we're trying <laughs> to save the money, right? But what's funny is, so I'm on Genius.com right now, which is great. Um, all of our listeners out there, if you listen to any, any hip-hop or really any lyrical music in general and you're unsure of what the lyrics mean, I would check out Genius.com. It's absolutely fantastic. But what's funny is Lil Dicky annotated the song. So this is straight from the horse's mouth. This is what Lil Dicky said. The first day we were shooting the video in L.A., T-Pain was in L.A., and I was like, there's no way this is going to work. It's such an uphill battle. Day one, we go to car dealerships. And luckily, one of the guys at the Lamborghini uh, dealership recognizes me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, sure, you can use one of our cars. And that same day, T-Pain texted me and he goes, hey, I'm shooting a video. I would love for you to come by and give me a cameo. I have a song with T-Pain, but I had never met him either. So I go there and I say to him, yeah, I'll come by for sure. But also, I know this is ridiculous, but I'm shooting a video for the song Save That Money. So it'd be like awesome if I could shoot over there if you have cars and girls there. He was like, that's hilarious, sure. Um, I was there for like three hours. Um, <laughs> and then Lil Dicky's opening verse, you know, he says, the rap game got it all wrong. We ain't about to go and spend money just to go flex on them. You know, so, so yeah, so he says, you know, you've heard in your fair share of rap music about spending money. That's not necessarily the best mindset because there's so much value in frugality, which mm-hmm. th- that's true. Yeah. It's sometimes fun to flip what you see and rap on its head and do the opposite of what's typically happening. But I don't want people to think I made this song purely for irony's sake. I do legitimately love saving money. I'm not just saying this stuff because it runs counter with what's being said in mainstream rap. If I have swag or something, I take pride in achieving a great bargain, which I also do too as well. Yeah. like yeah. I rarely buy things full price. My audio interface that we use on this podcast did not pay full price for this laid back vibes, official, untranslatable <laughs> H&M, uh, untranslatable podcast t-shirt. 
think I spent two dollars on. Not so Chance I'm, flexing his cheapness. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, uh, but the song is just hilarious. He talks about like, uh, you know, I'm the type of motherfucker that will check the check, do the math. I ain't ever, I ain't never getting robbed. Those margaritas not going on my card. Uh, I ain't about to split a damn thing for convenience sake. Um, yeah, so the whole song is just uh, great because he's just talking about how he's trying to save money. Can I read some of my favorite lines? Of course. Uh, haircut m- several months in between, homie. Hit the motherfucking lights when I leave, homie. <laughs> That's also single, good for the environment. Single ply TTP ass bleed. I'm not in Cali. Why the fuck my company in Delaware, which is common for like companies to be based in Delaware because they have a lot of tax credits there. So right. it's very common for companies all over the country to be based in Delaware. Happy right. hour taking out the chicken. I don't even care. Uh, that uh, that applies to both dating and wings. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, peep ma- peep, uh, peep matinee foam. Wait, what? Uh, I, never mind. I don't like that line. For okay, rolling over bands on it. Copping sweaters in the summer went and went on sale on them. <laughs> right. Uh, the fuck you rappers bragging about you overpaying for it. <laughs> and he's right. I also love in the interlude. So he also has a has a verse on here by Rich Homie Kwan, which is I'm a huge fan of him because when MSU won the Rose Bowl, uh, his song "Some Type of Way" was like their their song that season. So mm. that's what made me a Rich Homie Kwan fan. So what's funny, though, so what Lil Dicky says about Rich Homie Kwan is, we went down to Atlanta to shoot the video. That was my first time meeting Rich Homie Kwan. And, like, what a time to be alive. It was, like, the best day ever. I love him. He's so nice. He's difficult to understand at times because he has a very thick Atlanta accent, which I agree with him. He was so complimentary of me, and he said he thinks I'm going to be one of the biggest rappers out there. He was a true host, gave me alcohol. We were at his grandmother's house. We played 2K, which is like a football <laughs> video game. It was amazing. Basketball. The only thing we didn't... It, oh, it's... Wasn't that basketball? Isn't NFL 2K? Could no, be I NBA 2K as well. Is there Maybe NFL 2K? I know there's an NBA one. It just that, really doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, they so do, yeah. do football as well, I think. Okay. Oh, no, but they haven't done that in a while. I think it's mostly a basketball. Oh, I see. Gotcha. But anyways, what's really funny, though, is he like interrupts Rich Homie Quan halfway through his verse or three quarters of the way through his verse. He's like, Quan, what does this have to do with saving money, though? You know what? A full verse would have been too expensive anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love, love that. that. Uh, it's really uh, great. Yeah, and I this song, never hit a bar with the cover. Low thread count. Hard with, hard, the, hard with the covers. Which Free is good trial wordplay memberships, right there. Though. Uh, I never joined the shits, though. <laughs> right. Right. And it's so true, but these are all great things. He mentions, too, like getting uh, generic drugs, like prescriptions, which I can tell you after working in a pharmacy. Oh, right here. Um, Walgreens. Uh, Walgreens card shopping, uh, all off brands though. Um, boy, go hard when collecting. Got Venmo. Save every motherfucking roach trying to smoke. <laughs> uh, there's a tip for all of our stoner listeners out there. Um, so yeah, so I think that's great though. And you know, and you you do make a point with the with the off brand stuff uh, for the um, prescriptions because they're all the they're the same. Right. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Now, some generic brands, I won't get too into it, but some generic brands do not work the same as um, like name brands for some people. So I will say that we did used to have some patients that would come in and they had to get the and it wasn't even their preference, like their doctors prescribed mm -hmm. them to get the name brand. I was under the impression that off brand drugs 
they they came into existence after a uh, copyright uh, expired for the, yeah, for yeah. the name brand ones, and so they they're do. actually using a lot. Of, I thought a lot of a lot of them used like the exact same formulas. I I think they do, but they. I don't know enough about the, the actual yeah, chemical right, this is, we're getting breakup too in the of it. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Anyways, but yeah. But yeah, great so song. It's hilarious. Most, most, yeah, and most people generics are fine. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really funny. Um, it's a great song. Also, mm-hmm. I like the music. Like the background music's good. The beat's good. Like, yep. Yeah, it's, it's not just a, funny. It's, it's actually song. a good song. Right. It really is. So a uh, big ups to Lil Dicky. Save that money. For all mm-hmm. of our travelers out there, we hope you can also save that money in yep. any way you can. So you can go on another epic travel adventure even sooner. You know, you, you blow all your cash on that one vacation. It's going to be a while till you go on another one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Jared. It's time for our check word of the pod. And my check word today is levni. Levni. Frugal. Cheap. Cheap. Money. Cheap. Okay. Cheap. Good job. Para. Good job. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Sounds good. Uh, you want to... Do you have any cheap person jokes <laughs> i do well i have some right. money jokes oh okay, okay i do okay. have some money jokes so here we go where does a fish keep his money uh where's that in a river bank oh. <laughs> i thought that one was pretty good maybe that's more of a jias but yeah <laughs> so jerry did you hear about the dry cleaner who's been accused of money laundering no what happened well right now he's ironing out a deal <laughs> Ah, gag, gag, gag. Oh, that's real cheesy. Right. <laughs> and here you go, Jared. I got two more for you. Uh, why did the girl put two quarters in her ear? Why's that? To hear 50 Cent. <laughs> uh, all all right. right. And uh, what did the penny say to the other penny when they were very confused? What's that? This doesn't make sense. Oh. That's all what I got some- for you. Quality, shitty jokes right there. <laughs> <laughs> for you and for all of our listeners out there, for their entertainment. Uh, well, Jared, I think this has been a wonderful episode to discuss mm-hmm. uh, some different tips for traveling on a budget. And uh, I hope that all of our listeners out there have learned something new. I've, as usual, have always... I feel like I've come out of this podcast 87 episodes in with so many random little gems of knowledge from you. Yeah. And I really appreciate right it, you. It's really great. Um, and so I think our quote of the pod for this episode to kind of recap what we've been discussing is I think it's really important that you plan and know when to buy things and when to do things. So as we mentioned, it's very smart. If you can book your tickets on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, if you can plan it with your work schedule, also try to arrive back home or leave on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Generally, that tends to be cheaper. Uh, I believe the cheaper travel seasons that Jared mentioned were April and October. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yep. So so that's also a good time to travel. You know, if you don't have the budget to do some fancy, crazy Euro trip or trip out to Asia, Jared mentioned um, some other countries in South America that might be more accessible to our American listeners. To our European listeners, it's very easy, as they all know. I don't even need to really say it, but it's so easy and convenient to travel within Europe. So try to travel domestically or close, closely internationally when you travel to also save some money. And if you, you can, also take a look at, um, you know, as we mentioned, kind of the one tank escape plan where you just go where a tank of gas will take you, maybe an hour, two, three hours away. And you might be able to see some great things and uh, 
really be able to enjoy some new scenery. Yeah, no, that's good. (laughs) I agree with you. That's good. So we hope you can use these budget travel tips to your advantage and really make the most out of your next travel experience. And please let us know if you use any of these tips, how they worked for you. We would love to hear about them. You can send us any any of your own travel tips or how these tips work for you on untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Also check out our Instagram, uh, untranslatablepodcast, where we post some of our travels. And I have to say most of the ones that I post do come from Thrifty Travels. So you can, it's a safe assumption, although I don't post nearly as much as Jared does. If it's a post from the Czech Republic and has some cheesiness to it, that's most likely one of my posts and it's probably something thrifty. So take a look at some of those. Also take a look at a lot of Jared's beautiful pics as well on the Instagram and Don's as well, our social media ambassador slash influencer. And also take a look at our Instagram or sorry, not Instagram, Twitter, untranslatable one. Uh, for our songs of the pod and other things that Jared retweets. It's really fantastic. And also take a look at our YouTube channel if you are curious about other songs we've done on the podcast. We try to do international songs, but also songs that pertain to themes and topics of our episodes. So take a look at those. We would love to hear your feedback. And lastly, sorry for the long rant to close this episode, but please, 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 five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It would be greatly appreciated. It would mean the world to us and exactly spread that love. And don't forget, save that money when you travel. It will really pay dividends. Pun not intended there, but it will pay dividends for you in the future. So thank you very much for your support to all of our listeners around the world. And as we say here on the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme. Yeah,